0: it's time for our legal advice slot and delighted to say we're joined in studio by Sharon Carr from Carr and Solicitors good morning to you
1: good morning how are you
0: i'm very well what a good morning it is i can beautiful feel i can feel morning. the sun coming in from behind it's me. beautiful <laughs> <laughs> so everyone everyone in a good mood uh, you are going to be giving us advice this morning sharon in relation to litigation and probate so uh, yeah, give us a bit I, more detail
1: Well, well I, I think the issue being that I, I'm tra- always talking about wills and, and pe- people putting the information of their wishes and wills accurately, accurately but that's not to say at times you know we, we say that phrase where there's a will there's a way but also there can be a war so the reality is is that you know people can be aggrieved because they haven't got perhaps what they were promised or told people may have been left out of wills people have issues particularly now in relation to seniority or as seniors recreating some of their documents, people have concerns in relation to, you know, new wills at, at the end of life new solicitors being introduced at the end of life to do wills and so therefore the idea of contesting a will is, I suppose I'm hearing more and more in relation to the concerns people have, understanding more and more of, you know, that where um, it can be family related because there can be issues within a family itself um, and so this morning is really about talking about can you contest a will? Who can contest a will? And perhaps why would you contest a will?
0: I always think it is very sad when a a much-loved person or family member does pass away and there is arguments over a will. um, But look, that's the reality. That can happen. So when it comes to challenging and defending the validity of a will, what do, do, do people need to know?
1: Well, I suppose the first is, and exactly as you say, we push very clearly for people to make a will and be clear within that will. But other issues that can arise is that there are people perhaps that have been left out of a will that believe they should have been in it or maybe got something less than they believe they should have got. And in some cases, it can be that the person who has passed away has made a promise to somebody. So in return for doing X, the person does Y and they're expecting they're going to get um, 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 X. It can very ha- often happen with farming, with business businesses. You know, it's 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 a value transaction where somebody said, look, will you come back and give me a hand? Will you just work for me for a couple of years? And sure, It'll be yours when I'm gone. So in circumstances, regardless of the bargain that that's made, it can happen that somebody changes their mind, doesn't make the will or pass the business um, as they thought they would have done. Um, and then a claim can be brought against the estate with the proof that's there to show that that was the intention or that the person was working on the farm and what they did in return for, you know, I suppose that promise, you know. Know, that 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 was made.
0: I, I, um, I would imagine you're in these instances, Sharon, you're dealing at times with uh, a, a lot of emotion, perhaps high emotion and uh, and perhaps even anger.
1: Yeah, there, there, there is a lot and, and particularly even at times now I see when somebody's making will, you know, people can It can be very emotive for people because people go, "Okay, I need to be equal. And you go, well, you know, an inequity doesn't mean you're being unfair necessarily, depending on, you know, who you want to leave your things to. But ultimately, I will say whatever you have, you know, do your best to deal with it within your life. But what can happen? There can be there can be issues that, that, that go astray. So we're either acting for beneficiaries um, that are challenging a will. Um, we can be acting for executors who are defending the wishes of the deceased person based on the wishes that are in it. So it's not, you know, it's, it, 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 it's a two-way traffic. If someone brings a claim against the, the estate, the executor is the person charged to defend the wishes of the deceased person because, you know, the deceased person has left a set of wishes. They want to be brought into being and the responsibility of the executor is to... To, is is to do that so we act for both and you do get to see it, 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 the the emotion the raw emotion hmm. when people feel hurt they feel a little bit lost and let down and genuinely people aggrieved in relation to perhaps what has been done or said in the will compared to what they had been told previously. Um, What I do definitely recognise is that very often in the acrimony that can arise in succession, it's issues arising between the siblings. You know, Mammy or Daddy is gone. And then all of a sudden other relationships that in a way held their status quo while Mammy and Daddy were alive, that that all can bubble up in relation to how the siblings were. And personalities and characters and all of that, you know, comes up. So that's why when people come in to make the will, very often, you know, more often than not these days, there's two trips. One come in and tell the story really ask questions about what they need to be supported on to make a will and then to go away and think about and go okay so it's that independent sounding board you're right empathy is required almost sympathy in some cases because people are really challenged in terms of trying to make decisions and sometimes people are before me where they've lost children and now they're making a new will or providing for the rest of the children but really the sadness that's overarching in relation to perhaps other losses is there so it's certainly yeah it it certainly is that area but in relation to the main thing in contesting a will I suppose the first is the validity how was it made in law was it made correctly under the Irish jurisdiction Um, how was it constructed was it constructed in the way in which it should do does it you know was it signed by the person who was making the wishes. Was it witnessed correctly? Two witnesses, all in the presence of the solicitor, and the, you know, all three, um, um, including the person making the will, together at the same time. So a homemade will can be done, but it's really important the person signing the will and the witnesses are all there at the same time. Okay. So I always caution against homemade wills because there's so many things that can actually go astray, including people forgetting to put the date on the will, which seems really... Um, seems quite obvious, but when you're at home on your kitchen table and you think you're writing out your wishes or using one from a bookshop, is, is, is things can just, small things can go astray, which can mean that a will can be challenged more easily and then the wishes are not there to be played after they played out after they've passed away. It's an intestacy, so the law decides how the assets would be distributed. So that's really important. Okay. Lack of lack of capacity. So I often talk here about the new capacity act coming in, and so therefore, when 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 people pass away, there can be a challenge depending on the will when they made the will. Uh, Do they have Alzheimer's or dementia? Was there an acquired brain injury which in some way made the uh, you know made them less capable uh, in capacity terms of making a will at a certain time? and so therefore the proof that has to be brought in relation to that it's quite strong to prove they didn't have capacity at that time they didn't know and understand the nature of the context the nature and context of what they were doing and if there was doctors involved at the time they would you know get involved but what's really really important is when somebody makes a will and people wonder solicitors maybe why we do all the writing you know is that ultimately they're contemporaneous notes is the word that we use for when the notes that a solicitor makes and takes at the time that somebody's making a will which shows the intention and the discussion which happened at the time and so often they're pivotal in a court case or to settling something where the solicitor is really clear to say this is what they said, this is what they intended, I asked this question, this was their reply. All of that information is really important and sometimes can be more important than perhaps what the doctor is saying at the time in relation to capacity because somebody can be incapacitated um, cognitively but they may have lucid moments they may not necessarily be confused all of the time. So some many of the cases, I suppose, that happen in those situations, some of them uh, um, um, circulate around that. Did they have capacity at the time they made the will? Not in the month that, 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 that they made the will. So that's what's really, really important. Undue influence is a, is a really important one. And you cover it here often, and I do too, in talking about, you know, there's a safeguarding unit in the HSE, and they're really there to safeguard and support seniors, particularly in families where there may be situations where there may be more dominant and more subservient uh, um, um, family members. But when it comes to making a will, um, the claims we would see coming is where somebody feels that somebody has remade a will particularly at end of life not necessarily the day before but if you take end of life perhaps it could be 12 months before somebody passes or two years or three years is that if somebody has remade a will and it's substantially different to perhaps what they had done previously then somebody may bring a claim uh, for undue influence was somebody else influencing them um, who was minding them bringing it to the lawyers they go to their own lawyer or a different lawyer so so undue influence is really important and as we face into the next decade or two particularly with we look at aging society these are things we need to be really careful of and watching out for how we support our seniors and I go from 65 on we're on a journey of our third act so what's really important is that we know that the older we get I suppose the more vulnerable we are and we tend not to speak up for ourselves so it's in that vulnerability that undue influence can arise Um, um, and then ultimately I suppose We talk often about if somebody leaves out a spouse or they leave out their children, then that's another place where claims can be brought to, um, t- to seek the right uh, uh, and the entitlement that you should have if you have been excluded and then there's a process by which and proof by which um, the court would test whether or not there'd be an entitlement if you have actually been left out or did you get previous gifts that particularly in a child situation that perhaps constituted a gift and therefore it's not like you were excluded.
0: And I suppose that raises the question of, you know, who can contest a will? Do you have to be somebody who's a beneficiary in the will first or can you contest it if you feel you should have been in there in the first place and there's no mention of your name whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's both, as we have just explained, if you're mm-hmm. in the will um, and it's something different to what you thought, or pr- particularly if there was a promise that you would get something, that it's different in the will. But also somebody in that situation where there was promised something, they haven't been included, they haven't been included the will. So, yes, you would be an interested party uh, uh, in the will, but there are situations where perhaps you're not in it and you have a right entitlement to bring um, um, a claim a- against... Um, um, Against the the will and perhaps the wishes that were in it. What's also important to note is when somebody brings a claim, it's not necessarily if it's a successful claim that the whole will is overturned and all the wishes. A judge may make a decision to go, you know, there's a partial change and therefore, you know, invalidate a part of the will, a particular bequest to somebody, but maybe all the other bequests or the residuary um, bequest stays in place. So that's really important. It's not that, you know, it's all duck or no dinner in in a way. A judge has. The discretion to decide depending on the case that's being brought and what's before them, but they are rigorous to uphold the wishes in the will and you know the law would say that yes the will is made correctly until proved otherwise or any of the issues being brought until proved otherwise so the the, the, the judges go out of their way to support a case um, and, and the wishes of the will until there's overriding proof that yes based on the circumstances brought before a, you know before a judge but what's really important to note is that most people coming forward don't want to go to court they don't want to be in the high court because obviously this is where the probate court cases are run but there is a conversation to be had between two solicitors. Perhaps if I'm acting for the executor and somebody's challenging the will, then I'm communicating with another solicitor. So that's the importance. No more than in the area of family law, the importance of having lawyers that will communicate together. It doesn't necessarily have to be a case that's going to court. Yes, if neither side can agree, of course, then you need the independent arbitrator. That's, that's the judge. But that's like in family law. That's like in lots of areas. So a collaborative approach in a lot of situations with succession is important because... Well, these are families, and and, it, and it, it can cause a certain element of destruction within families. So, therefore, it's it's important to be mindful that a collaborative approach um, can assist in understanding where people are. And you're you're very right. Sometimes it is the hurt and upset as how they've been treated by people, um, and people just need to deal with that emotion sometimes before deciding if, what avenue they want to take.
0: And if Sharon, someone decides to challenge a, a will what are the chances of a win you know what what factors would feed into their their chances of being more successful i guess
1: well, I suppose the, 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 you know there has to be proof but what's really important I've mentioned earlier is the contemporaneous notes. So again, depending on the area whether it was undue influence or the construction of the will the actual proofs that a court would need is what the solicitor will look at first. So the solicitor will look to see can I see the will? What are the circumstances surrounding the will? What are the facts? Who are the parties involved? So the solicitor will, ass- will assess exactly what the circumstances are and then depending on the area that somebody is, is bringing the case in, then the solicitor will look to see is there a case that can be substantiated because I would, would know no solicitors that would bring a frivolous case because the importance here is that the cost of running the case you know if, if it's if it's deemed to be frivolous or deemed to be unsubstantiated then the cost of that will be levelled with the person bringing the case in a case where it is substantiated and, 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 and there's a win the costs of the case are taken against are, are paid out of the estate so solicitors will be very careful not to be bringing cases just for the sake of it or because somebody emotionally really wants as a matter of principle to bring something, you know, against the executor of the estate. Um, You know, so all of the information would be looked at first by the solicitor, weighed up and and communication with the solicitor on the other side would be really important, particularly if um, there are notes of the solicitor. They're generally always asked for first thing to see, well, can I see what the person who passed away... um, uh, had, in, had intended yeah. you know at the, what was her state of mind at the time all of that information would be sought um, um, by somebody taking a case, case um, so so that the solicitor so that let's say I would decide whether or not I can advise it's worth taking a case or whether there'd be success at the other end because it is as you say it's quite emotive so it's important to have all the information first
0: OK brilliant and thank you for taking us uh, through that Sharon uh, Sharon Carr from Karen Co. Solicitors if you ever have any uh, legal uh, related questions questions questions, you're looking for some advice, do uh, send your question in. We'll put it to Sharon Avril uh, or William. It's 086 1800 964. Sharon, we'll let you get out into that beautiful day and uh, thank Thank you you. for joining us in studio. Thanks, Ellen.